Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Jade Start Secrets Podcast. Today I'm here with Lord Luke Bond, <laughs> and we will get to the bottom of why you're called Lord, but um, I just wanted to do a quick introduction. So awesome. Luke is an entrepreneur who has multiple businesses. He was named um, the top 100 young entrepreneur for 2018, so congratulations. Thank you, thank you. Um, and we're actually in his office here at the moment, which is amazing, and we're going to talk a little bit about how you became so successful in your so the big question is this how do we have the freedom we crave so badly when we're stuck in jobs we don't like leaving us unfulfilled exhausted and trapped what if i told you that you're already qualified enough to start building a life on your terms the life of your dreams that is the question and this podcast will show you how by giving you the answers my name is Jade Weller, and welcome to Jade Start Secrets Podcast. Entrepreneurial journey. Yeah, thank you, thank you, thanks so much for having me on, on Jade Start. It's awesome. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's it's cool. I'm I'm most excited to be catching up with you because I feel like uh, both yourself and Aaron have been a big part of that journey, and I've known you guys for such a long time as well. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, exciting to be sitting down with you and having a chat. Awesome, thank you. Yeah, I think we've been on each other for what, maybe six years? Yeah, years? thereabouts. Like, yeah, I was going to say, I, I recall um, Aaron, I was working with him right before at the very beginning of, um, I guess, my real estate career and when we had bought the office at Q1 uh, under a franchise called Coldwell Banker Service Realty. Yeah, that's And right. then, um, yeah, changed everything to Crown Realty International and I think that's about the time that I had, yeah. had, had met you initially. Yeah, that's yeah. right. I used to work here in Surface. So yeah. tell me a little bit about your backstory. So where did you the grow up and, and okay, gosh, tell me um, about what you were like as a kid? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think the probably the most relevant story is my mum loves to embarrass me all the time and tell this story, but she's <laughs> sort of like, uh, I was born to be an entrepreneur in a way, yeah. because uh, in grade two, she recalls me coming home and I was telling her the story about that I had decided to start renting out my Derwent colored pencils. Mum bought me this, this awesome set and it was like 72 colors. And I just remember I used to like collect a thing and I'd be like, you know, you want more colors to like color that in. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you just don't have enough color selection there. You don't so, need five, you yeah, need 10. Yeah, so I can help you with that. And you know, for 10 cents, because oh, I need some extra frogs at lunchtime. And so that was pretty much um, yeah, how it started. And then uh, I lost my baseball cap yeah. um, and it was no hat, no play. So my mum would be right. like, felt sorry for me, obviously. So she bought me another baseball cap. Yeah. I ended up losing three baseball caps. Right. Um, Were they stolen or just lost on the play? No, I just probably <laughs> left them wherever I left them, you know, kids running around. Yeah. And then um, eventually I found all of them. And uh, so then I started renting out the baseball caps. Because <laughs> <laughs> so, I was like, these other kids are like, hey, no hat, no play, man. You know, so you're going to need this baseball cap so you can play. That's you amazing. Know? Yeah, 20 cents. We got this. Like, <laughs> did you, did you yeah. save it all as a kid? Or uh, no, it was pretty much just for Zupa Dupas and Red Frogs. Oh, yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love it. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so that, that, was, that was pretty much your start of the entrepreneurial journey. Yeah. I, I, as a kid, I, when we would travel, I would buy like little trinkets. And I remember having this, um, I, I called it my shop at home store. And it was like all the things that I bought on the travels and it like had, I put price stickers and things on them. Oh, wow. And that was from when I was really young. But yeah, so I, I don't know where it came from, but from, yeah. from an early age, I've always been uh, like, love the idea of selling things and, and yeah. that kind of thing. So. And so you went through high school and did you come straight out of high school and launch your business? Um, in grade nine, I purchased three vending machines. So that was oh. my, that was the first like really businessy business. Wow. I did. Yeah. So um, that was like my 
dad had already been retired. He had, I knew he had a company that was sitting there and someone came uh, across a product that was like a, as long as the ABN has been around for a couple of years, it was sort of like a no financials business loan up 50,000 for equipment. Yep. Uh, yeah. And it, the vending machines were like, they complied with the offer. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I ended up buying three vending machines in grade nine. When, then, where'd you put them? Um, they were sited at car dealerships around oh, the Gold Coast. I thought you were going to say at the schools. Yeah, yeah, no, how good would that <laughs> be? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm maybe gone, chocolate. but I'm not yeah, gone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, so, awesome. um, no, they were at car dealerships. So the first one ended up being at Grand Motors Toyota in Southport. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, so we actually still have, have those vending machines up to now. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. There you go. So that was the first um, like really like proper businessy thing that I'd ever yeah, done. Right. Oh, very good. Yeah. And so what's been, I suppose, because you've, you've been in business for so long now, what's sort of been the, the lowest point and the highest point? The lowest and the highest points. Gosh, I have failed at more things than you can count. Really? <laughs> yeah. I so, think every entrepreneur fails more than once. Yeah. What <laughs> uh, about yours? Um, <clears throat> it... it the real, the first really big one was straight out of high school. Um, I was sort of looking at the success of Red Bull and thinking that energy drinks was a real thing. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember buying just. I roped in two friends. Um, one of them's now in, in China, and I'm still in business with him. And then the other one is, happens to be another um, young entrepreneur as well, and has the most successful project management business uh, like on the Gold Coast boutique project. Oh, management. Wow. Yeah. So um, so we're still all working together. But I remember roping these guys in and buying pallets <laughs> and pallets of this natural energy drink called Jugular. Jugular. Yeah, yeah. And so basically my parents had to put up with having a garage full of this energy <laughs> drink literally stacked from the ground to the ceiling. Oh, um, yeah, and taking up like a couple of car spaces worth. And um, yeah, I didn't... How long did it take you I didn't make a good go of selling that. Yeah, no. we... Yeah, we giving it away? Yeah, pretty much. But yeah, I don't know. But there were some people that really liked it, funnily enough. So that was, yeah. was good. But um, yeah, just not enough to get rid of it as quickly as we needed. And yeah, yeah so never again will I touch um, like a business where I have to like have all of that inventory and that without the, the correct infrastructure in it's place. It's funny you say that actually, because a lot of people are getting into this drop shipping, drop yep. shipping trend at the moment. 100%. And that's been spurred from people having to hold minimum order quantities. Yep. I know we were the same and we had the beach tail business, you know, yep. you had to order pallets worth of stock at the same time. Yep. And so yep. then you, then it's like, okay, I've just dropped 30 K into a business. Now I've got to try and move all this stock. And yep. so if it's, you know, a hit it and quit it kind of business, it doesn't really work if you have to, nah, no if good. you have to hold all this stock. No, that's so interesting. But 3PL's gotten a lot better. And so, I mean, I would consider that again now with all the, the really good third-party logistics providers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. especially so, the integration, yeah, into yeah. the websites and stuff. And so what's been the, the highest point, I suppose? The highest point? Um, Winning the... Actually, was, yeah, that's been cool. I mean, uh, I, I really enjoyed starting like Crown Realty International. That was, was in 2013 that that began. Yep. Um, and all through that journey, there's been a, a lot of really sort of high highs and low lows. It's hard to say exactly what, what any of the sort of single highest point would have been, but um, the most gratifying bit has been able to, I guess, arrive now at this point and finally begin to have some of the like the fruits of the labor yeah. come and, and pay <clears> off and some of the financial rewards that are starting to come with that. And, yeah, I know um, you take your mum on travel a lot. Yeah, yeah, so being able to take care of family is a big, a, yeah. a real, that was a huge motivator for me. Yeah. So um, when you are asking about the lowest points even though I've had some some big business failures I think the lowest point was probably about oh, three years ago when I was going through some pretty severe cash flow problems mm. and um, I just expanded the business probably more than I should have um, mm. in, in taking a big lease um, in the middle of service paradise and mm. uh, 
yeah, the, all of the expenses were catching up to me pretty quickly. And yeah. I, I remember uh, waking up one morning and just going, I'm not going to have enough money soon. <laughs> so, um, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. So I, anyways, I'd, I'd sold my, uh, sold my property, sold everything and like yeah. just, yeah. Liquefied. Yeah, exa- basically liquefied and just put everything back into the business and yeah. just had to back myself and yeah, yeah come you out the other end all good. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. The yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> yep. Yeah, 100%. It's, it's interesting because I work in the line of insolvency as yeah. in my job and I don't often see people who are able to sort of back themselves in those kind of moments because often they freak out and then that's when they do everything wrong and then they end up, you know, ruining everything that they've built. But it's yeah. good that you had so much courage that you knew you had a good product. You just had to double down and be smart about the way you spent money. And Yeah. yeah. No, it's, I think it's if I could do everything again, I, I would be a lot smarter in the way that I would go about it. Um, yeah. But And I would definitely hold incremental costs accountable to incremental return a lot better and yeah. I've always had that as a mantra with business but for whatever reason I think I got really excited about the idea of expanding and growing yeah. and felt that that was the way to do it but yeah. yeah learned a lot of lessons since and realized that that's that wasn't really um, the best way to go about it ultimately yeah. so yeah. so tell me a little bit about your you've been expanding overseas recently yes yeah we have and yeah so we've um, been doing a lot of international business um Southeast Asia is really a prime target of ours. Yeah. Um, we're, we're trying to pioneer further into like the more frontier markets. Um, yeah. we, we have been previously doing a lot of business in China and Hong Kong. Yeah. But um, yeah, Vietnam, Cambodia. That's exciting. Um, yeah, these are the new markets that we're really focused on at the moment. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I, I remember when we, we caught up recently for dinner, you were telling me um, sort of once you reach a certain level of success, the problems that you have become different problems. Yeah, so totally. like you're not thinking about where you're gonna get the cash to pay the bills next month. You're yeah. starting to think about, well, how can I structure my business to pay a minimum tax and yeah. and how do I get the right advisors around me to make sure that my company's growth is team is everything, yeah. Yeah, 100%, yeah. team. And yeah. then tell building, me a bit about that. Yeah, building the correct consultancy team around you to support you in, in your journey more often than not. Almost every problem that I've ever encountered is obviously someone else has been through before. Yeah. So um, way easier just to get the right advice, speak to people that have had the experience, yeah. and then really leverage that knowledge. Yeah. Um, yeah. If there's anything that I would give to anyone as like a probably one of the single greatest pieces of advice is, is leverage that experience that other people would have get a mentor yeah. or get good consultants yeah um so yeah now i'm really uh I've, I've got zero issue with paying for good consultants that are specialists in their field yeah yeah i remember you saying before you go to an accountant now your first question is what's the net worth of most most of their clients because you want yeah, to make yeah, sure yeah, that exactly. they can't understand your problems yeah 100 <laughs> percent. yeah which definitely. is um yeah it's a very good way to look at it um another interesting um thought i had uh, from that conversation was you actually said that once you sort of become really successful at health is what you start chasing because yeah, yeah, you yeah. want to preserve your wealth for as long as possible yeah and totally it's interesting to to think that you know we absolutely flog ourselves trying to become successful so there's totally. a lot of nights with no sleep a lot of nights with stress oh and, yeah and once you get there you're trying to get more sleep yeah. <laughs> and trying to yeah. preserve your health 100 percent uh, i'm definitely not there yet but i mean I, I often try and put myself in the mindset of my target client yeah and that's i think where a lot of the the seeds of that conversation come from is that I'm very focused on being able to shift our business and our profile target client to being that of a high net worth individual. Yeah. And so, yeah, when, when you understand that obviously the problems are different and then the way that the problems need to be addressed are different, then you change your approach to yeah. everything. Yeah. yeah so, um, yeah, I think that that's, that's become a great focus of ours is understanding that mindset, understanding what the real problems are so that we can do a better job of serving 
yeah. those clients. It's all about yeah. adding value, isn't it? Hundred percent. The person who listens yeah. the best makes the most money. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and you get better at asking better questions. Yeah. Yeah, of yourself and 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 of the customers, so that you can serve them better. Yeah. Um, I think that that's like I when I talk or do interviews, I have this this something that's weighing on my mind all the time that. I want to make sure that I'm offering value, and then when something's recorded, even actually, yeah. it it multiplies out. So I've got while we're even just talking, there's this this concept that's going around in the back of my head that I like want to get out. That it's sort of like if say ten people watch this and this ends up being a half an hour interview, then all of a sudden there's ten sets of half an hour that have come out. Yeah. So it's sort of like I'm like we really need to like offer this this value, and I was thinking about what I could share with you or give you, and I think one of the things that was the catalyst for my change and, and changed all of my mindset was before I became Crown Realty International, I was, um, I went to a, a free talk by Dr. John Demartini mm-hmm. and um, he said the quality of your life depends on the quality of the questions that you ask yourself and mm. I think I just went on that tangent because you start with start talking about questions and yeah. then who listens the yeah. best obviously makes the most money yeah. that kind of thing and I just remember going along to that, uh, that particular workshop and him asking that question yeah. and I was like wow. Um, something just really resonated with me and then later on he then said um what was it as the quality of life uh determines the quality of the quality of the questions depends the quality of life you lead and then um what are your limiting beliefs that you believe to be true that really aren't yeah and so that was a really good question so then i was like okay first you told me to ask better questions and then you hit me with this really good question yeah and that that was one of the things that actually, like I said, was the catalyst for a lot of change yeah. um, for me. I actually went through that myself as yeah. well. Like I, I went, I didn't complete grade 11 and 12. And yeah. I remember, you, I think I might've had just met you and I was yeah. working at, for a property developer here in Surface. And yeah. I felt so frustrated that I, I wanted to do so much more, but I didn't feel as though I could because I didn't have an education. Yes. And that was a self-limiting belief I had told myself yeah. for so long. Yeah. And it wasn't until I decided, okay, well, if I'm going to become a lawyer, I need to do something about this. So... I went back and started studying and it blew my mind what I was capable well, of. Yeah, what you I, could hadn't do. Been, yeah. I hadn't done any kind of education in over 10 years and blitzed it and got all the way into uni and That's it was awesome. all because I put my mind to it. And so for me, that was a catalyst as well because yeah. I realized, and I think everybody has to feel that moment for themselves when yes. they realize the power that they have to accomplish their totally. wildest dreams is all within their head. There is there is definitely that moment where you realize that you can unlock your potential and yeah. that your potential is truly limitless. Yeah. Yeah, and that's something that I think came in those questions and then later and it was it was built up and supported further by some mentors and some customers that I'd had that had said to me, "No, look, you you really can do it." But yeah. I did have all of these self-limiting beliefs at the time that I was 24 and I thought, "Gosh, what does a 24-year-old know about, you know, starting a brand and yeah. um, you know, uh, selling multi-million dollar profit and all this kind of, kind of stuff but yeah. I've been doing it and yeah. so and even though it was just not having the belief that I could do it and take it to another level and do it on another scale yeah yeah. yeah. But it's interesting you say you were 24 when you, you had yeah. that epiphany I actually have found all the clients I've worked with over the years yeah. 24 is that sweet spot it's <laughs> that age yeah, where right, a lot okay. of people start to get to the maturity of realising that they've got some awesome years in front of them to yeah. make some groundwork and to set totally. themselves up but they've also you know sort of had their bit of partying their bit of fun and they're sort of ready to sort of okay let's double down on myself now and I yeah. found that's a really critical age for a lot of people yeah I still feel like I'm still even now at the beginning and just learning but that was definitely the start where um, I was able to at least open my mind to accepting the lessons that I needed to learn to take it to the next level yeah, yeah because it was I think up until that point there were a lot of self-limiting beliefs that were still yeah. shackling my yeah. growth yeah. yeah 
So for the future moving forward, is, future there, moving forward. is there anything in, in store that you've got in mind that you're excited about or maybe what's some big obstacles that you're about to overcome? In uh, lots of exciting things moving forward at the moment. Um, so you've got a jump company actually, a jump it form company. Uh, uh, yeah, so I've been con just consulting and helping with a good client of mine. Yeah. Uh, in, he's, he is um, the foremost in, in jump form technology around the world actually. Wow. Um, yeah, he's formerly the global construction director for one of the tier one building companies. But um, yeah, it's all of the, the little interests that I've got. I, I found what I probably need to do. So it's, it's, I'm actually glad that you brought this up. I do a lot of different things and I've probably realized that I need to focus more on my individual strengths as opposed to getting across all the different stuff. Yeah. I, I've been suffering probably a lot from anxiety and things like that. And I realize it's part of it has become because of this phenomenon. And I think it's common amongst entrepreneurs that you try something and then when it doesn't give you the success that you think it should in the time frame that you're hoping, yeah. then you want to move on to the next idea. And the you're next a serial idea builder. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so that's something that's really happened with me like over the course of my career a lot. And so um, now I realize that, uh, and I, I feel a lot more um, at peace within myself and a lot more balanced, mm. that um, I, I only want to get involved with things where I know that I can offer really clear value yeah. and, um, and I just want to focus on, on what it is that are my strengths and, and making sure that, and that, that's where all of the comfort and peace and then I feel like energetically everything's in alignment yeah. and then that's when everything starts to go really smoothly. So um, yeah. some of the business interests that I've been getting involved with probably in the last six to 12 months, I've even been just um, withdrawing from actually and then so that I can give more focus to what I've been doing traditionally. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny you say that because I actually said the same thing to Aaron the other day. Like yeah. when you, when you, yeah, you, if you, if you, you've only got a hundred percent of energy, right? Like a hundred percent of this tension. If you start spreading it across, I want to do this. And then once I get that to that point, then do this, then do this and then do this. It's not going to stay a hundred percent on each interest. Yeah. It's yeah. It's going to yeah, start yeah. to dilute. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> and I know I've been so guilty of it where I, you yeah. know, cause I, you know, I still work full time up in. Yeah. Yeah. Business. Of course. Yeah. Exactly. And so I've been guilty of it too, where I'm going to go, well, I'm going to focus on doing this. And I'm going to focus on doing this. And it's yeah. only until recently I've, I've reined it all back in too. And I've gone, yeah. no, no, I don't want to quit my job because I'm around the most inspirational people every day and they actually help build me up and mentor me and, yeah. and coach me. I'm getting paid to be there, which is awesome. Yes. But at the same time, my business, is what I want to be really successful as well. So like learning a language and going to do this and going and starting another business venture is not going to help because no, I'm not, just yeah, diluting. Exactly. So I've done the exact same thing this year as well. Yeah, and, and you realize that um, I think the, the phenomenon is called thrashing. Where thrashing it's, a, it's the same thing that happens. Like, it's, a, it's funnily enough, it's a computer term as well. Oh, really? Yeah, when you're talking about gamers and leveling yeah. up and that kind of thing. So thrashing is when um, uh, like the CPU essentially has to start working on one task, but then it has to dump everything that it's done on that task to move to the other task. Really? Yeah, and so then as, as humans, we do the same thing. And it's, it's yeah. hard for us to obviously shift from one thing to the other thing. Yeah. And I, I mean, that's definitely something that I encountered with having multiple business interests. Yeah. Is that all of a sudden you're, you know, you get in the zone for one business and yeah. then you really have to be thinking a certain way. Yeah. And it might be like a particularly creative business because it was one that I've been involved with for quite a long time that's sort of been marketing and, and, and publications. And then all of a sudden you have to switch your mindset to something that's maybe more numbers based mm. and then it's, it's completely different. So, yeah. um, and it's hard to make those adjustments on the fly and really quickly. Yeah. Yeah. So We're not robots. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And even robots have difficulty with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. So why don't you tell the, the listeners and the viewers about why you're called Lord Luke? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a pretty funny story. Um, gosh, I, from 
a young age, I had heard about that um, the Centurion um, Black American Express card, mm -hmm. and then I I always thought that, that was something that I wanted to like uh, strive for and attain. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, it was I was fortunate enough to get invited uh, late last year, and I I didn't want to end up going for it because the the annual fee is is quite significant. I thought I don't know if I'm going to get the value out of it. But then um, another business opportunity came up, and I mm -hmm. thought, no, 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 I'd love the extra cash flow. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do that. And yeah. I thought, if I'm going to spend that much money on it, I may as well try and get this uh, this title of lord. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the on the card. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, okay, that, that's going to make it. That's going to make it worthwhile. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I, I, I sort of did a bit of research and a bit of googling, and um, and found a way to accomplish it, and ended up getting the title um, through purchasing some land in the UK. Wow. So yeah, yeah, so yeah. So you had to submit your documents. Yep, submit all the documents. Um, yeah. And the, then and they, then they called and you. They, and they, they said, checked everything. Yeah, yeah. They went over the documentation. And said, "Yep, yeah, thank you so much for all of that." They originally said, "Can you please supply all of your you know documentation for your lordship?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I'll get that to you. No worries." <laughs> and uh, yeah. So now not only are you a lord, you own some parcel of land in. England. I have I have, I have a, a, a small parcel of land that's dedicated to me in England, yeah, in the UK, <laughs> an area of outstanding natural beauty. Yes. That's amazing. Yeah, I yeah. Love yeah. It. <laughs> awesome. Well, no. thank you so much. That's right. For, for sharing all of this, have you got and one last any insights? I know you said that to get the right coaches and the right mentors around you if you're starting or growing your There's business. probably one overarching thing that actually I would say is, is key to success in entrepreneurship and business mm -hmm. and that's that's self-belief, yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. With, 100%. Without that, I, can't, I probably can't even overstate that enough about how important it is really because... Yeah. Um, and I've, I've realized that more and more is that every time that the success begins to come through, it's because I've got absolute belief in what I can deliver for the client. Yeah. And until I've got that 110% set, yeah. then I probably shouldn't even be going. And I, I realize that that's definitely been the hurdle, not only for myself, but a lot of other real estate agents that I see, mm. a lot of other people in business, mm. is that they haven't got themselves to the point where they 110% believe that yeah. they are the best option yeah. for the client. Yeah. And that's, that's something that... Um, made a massive difference for me and, and, and continues to, for example, like a Q1, I know that me and my team, like we sell the most there and we get the best prices. And the guys often ask like, how do you, you know, do it with, when you're talking to a client, how come they, they are just happy to go with you like straight away or call you is because you really do end up becoming, you know, I actually call it an attraction agent mm -hmm. and it's off the back of having that, that confidence and then knowing that you can deliver that yeah. service for the client yeah yeah so um, yeah self-belief thank you so much awesome well thank you so much for joining Thanks, me Luke that's right it's and been a pleasure. we will talk soon okay awesome <laughs>